Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Nicole's Headspace, where our listeners get a rare look into the head of yours truly, and whose mind mainly consists of rewinding my favorite shows and movies, and coming up with meaningless arguments to start on the internet. With this being the first episode of the new West High School semester, I thought it best to start off this year by looking back at my summer binge list and see if I had anything to rant about there. But alas, there was no need to look far back with the recent release of the TV adaptation of writer Helen Wan's renowned 2013 YA novel, Parton Track, which tells the story of Ingrid Yun, a Korean-American lawyer who is on her way to making partner at her firm and having to jump through hoops of romance, friendships, and racial prejudice in order to make sure she achieves it. It's no secret that in these past few years, there's been a great abundance of AAPI content hitting the screens. And this time around, we'll be exploring the Asian American lifestyle in the workplace, where casual bias and favoritism is mixed right in with the pumpkin parfaits, and shows why we're a minority for a reason. Arden Cho rocks her latest leading role in this recent Netflix original by showing what every Asian American woman should strive to have. A high-class apartment in New York, a cushy job with benefits, friends who walk off the ends of the earth with you, and not one but two dashing white saviors to choose from. What first caught my attention about this show when it was first initially announced was that they decided to cast Arden Cho as the main lead. While I admit not to being familiar with Arden Cho's past roles, I do know of a recent controversy of her turning down uh, appearance in the upcoming Teen Wolf movie due to not being offered the same amount of pay to her co-workers. So, despite not knowing anything about her as an actress, I felt happy that she finally got a main role after going through such prejudice for her race. Now the only question left was whether this role would be a step forward to all Asian American representation in media. And to answer that, all we have to do is look at the character herself. One of the biggest changes made in the show, deriving from the book, is making Ingrid Yun Korean instead of Chinese like she was originally. This change in ethnicity is what initially convinced Arden Cho to take the role in the first place after turning it down firstly. Whether this was a good choice or not is really depending on the person. If you ask me, I do question whether it was a good choice or not, though I understand why this would have convinced Arden Cho to take the role since she felt more represented as being able to play her own ethnicity. At the same time, I'm sure there are some people out there who are complaining that this is taking representation out of Chinese communities as well. But the issue might not even be something that matters at all. When watching the show through the first time, I couldn't help but feel as though the fact that Ingrid was Asian didn't really make an impact on her character or the plot until the last few episodes. The thing about this show is that while it does take into account that Ingrid is Asian, it doesn't show how it affects her daily life, being a lawyer in a community full of white males who are always becoming more accomplished than her because there are white males. You could have easily replaced Ingrid with a white actress and still made some sort of story about facing toxic masculinity and misogyny with your co-workers and colleagues. Which, in its own way, could be another reason how this story deviates from the original novel. See, in the show, it tends to focus more on Ingrid and her friends growing as lawyers and as people, while in the novel, it focuses more on Ingrid's personal narrative as being an Asian-American woman in the law force. 
not to say that it wasn't enjoyable to watch this trio of friends individually develop as lawyers, but it felt as though it was kind of taking away what the show was about. Is this a show about workplace racism, staying true to who you are, friendship? It's this way that the novel was much more direct about its message. In this case, Netflix just simply wanted to add more drama to the plot in order to stretch it out into a 10 episode show. Speaking of unnecessary drama, you can't talk about Partner Track without talking about the romance aspect to it because that seems to be the part where Netflix chose to prioritize more. Of course, there was a love triangle going on in this workplace drama, and even though love triangles are something we viewers are not unfamiliar with, it just felt more problematic in this scenario considering, once again, Netflix, fe Netflix is featuring a romance story where an Asian woman is finding herself between two men, both white and both with no discernible personalities. And the problem with this kind of storyline isn't the fact that an Asian woman couldn't possibly get the attention of two white men, but that the story was setting up these two white men to seem like they were the ones who will save her from this otherwise tiresome lifestyle. Anytime anything went bad in Ingrid's life, you could always find one or the other there to help her out, whether her apartment gets doused, whether she's missing meals, whether she's about to lose her job, whether she does lose her job or friends. They're always there to help her out. It doesn't matter that she was already a very good lawyer and great person building her lifestyle all by herself. Because she has to be in the center of the love triangle, she's always helpless when it's most convenient. Though, in their defense, this is the same as any sort of romantic subplot and any sort of romance comedy on Netflix or any other streaming platform. It's simply how it goes, but in this sort of show, it just felt as though romance was prioritized but not even done well. In fact, I would go as far to say it was one of the weakest aspects of the show. Neither love interest caught my attention more than any other character in this show. I could simply see them as love interest 1 and love interest 2, because that's all the story would allow them to be. Nick was your typical perfect boyfriend, the one who got the way, the rich one, the one who would always be there for Ingrid even though she didn't return his feelings, the one who wanted too much but too fast. And of course Ingrid has to go with Marty, the typical brooding character whose past we don't even figure out by the end of the show. And for some reason they set Marty up to be the better option the one with the better chemistry. Even though all he really does is act like he's not good for Ingrid. Which I don't think that's healthy in any relationship, TV or otherwise. The only character that seemed to have any sort of chemistry with Ingrid was Z-Min, who was clearly the best, healthiest male character in the entire series. But alas, all he was was a side character. He doesn't even appear in all the episodes. I don't even know if he's going to appear in the second season, and I know he's not endgame. He's not even game. He's not an interest. But whether intentional or not, there is something going on between them. But of course, she has to go for the white guy. He 
can't see two Asians in love in an American show because that's not how it works. I could go on and on, honestly, about how the romance just didn't quite fit in with this plot. A lot of the times, it just got in the way with the actual story. It felt unneeded, especially the love triangle. If it just focused on Ingrid and her rise in the workplace, I felt like this would have been a much more intriguing story, and yet it was just a lost cause straight from the beginning when all they could talk about was her one night stand that she couldn't forget about. And I think that contributes to a lot of this show's problems, simply that there's not much development in any of the characters. By the end, Ingrid doesn't make partner, even though we see how hard she's willing to work for it, how much she's willing to sacrifice it, and we're supposed to just feel accepted about that? We're supposed to feel as though Ingrid not getting partner is something she deserves. Now she's free from the corporate workplace, but the fact is that she did deserve to make partner. She was cheated out of it by none other than the supposed white love interest that was supposed to be her endgame, and that's where the series ends. And while Ingrid does deserve success in the workplace, I'd feel like one would find a hard time trying to argue that she deserves success in any other parts of her life, specifically romance. She ends up cheating on Nick, her fiancé, with Marty, the man she supposedly has a lot of chemistry with despite only having one night stand how, who knows how many years ago, simply because there is an attraction she can't ignore. Infidelity is the one trope that if writers fall into, you might want to question whether they ever had any healthy relationships in their life. They don't care about loyalty or trust, they just care about reigniting that flame to make it seem like it's full of passion when it's really just toxicity. That's another problem with this story, that it just has a lack of consequences to people's actions. Ingrid cheated, but she doesn't even face any sort of problems afterward. She just falls into a lovey-dovey relationship with Marty, and even though she has a brief very brief confrontation with her former fiance just doesn't feel like she learned anything from it, doesn't feel like she developed her character from it. And this is not the only time infidelity is simply brushed off in this story. Tyler also cheats on his partner of, what was it, seven years? Although admittedly, they were in a harder spot than Ingrid and Nick, and he did admit to it and apologize instead of being caught doing it at the office but still, it doesn't make it right. And another action that goes without consequences that really should've was this co-worker not getting any sort of reprimation from that racist comedy act he did at the, what was it? Summer workshop? The, the employee happy go times, let's be a team workshop, I don't know, I've never worked at a law firm. This was a show that was supposed to regard race, but when somebody makes a bad move against race, nothing happens to them. And yes, that's realistic, 
this does happen in reality, but I thought this was supposed to be a hype-up show to show that you're not supposed to stand out and take this, and if you work hard enough, that maybe some consequences will be suffered. But no, in fact, it's not even acknowledged afterwards. After everything falls apart, Ingrid is more focused on what she's gonna do now that she's quit her job. And really, it just it's just another point of the show where we see nothing happening. There's just so many subplots going around and by the end of the series, by the end of season one, were they really tied together in the end? Sure, they managed to save the men's company. But then what? What's supposed to happen then? They were so focused on creating conflict that they didn't even think about the next step. They didn't think about, oh, well, what do we go from here? Nothing. And I know it feels like I'm being harsh. I really don't mean to. There were some parts in the story that I did appreciate. I liked Rachel's personal development. She seemed to be the only one who had any. I thought in the beginning she was just gonna be your typical white best friend who somehow has better conflicts than the actual Asian lead, but she did actually bring up a s but certain feelings and emotions of not knowing what you want to do in life that I feel like many people could relate to. Though, I do have to point out that if I relate to the white woman more than I do with the Asian lead, then maybe we have another problem there, but let's just leave it, leave it to rest. So when it comes down to it, I don't see Partner Track breaking any barriers anytime soon. I'd advise to watch this as more of a fun romantic comedy rather than a criticism of the American corporate culture, although it doesn't do strongly in that field either. The intentions were nice, but this is another case where strength from the original source didn't work out in their favor. What was formerly a story on personal narrative from a POC's perspective of climbing the corporate ladder turned into a dramedy that cared more for lackluster chemistry between the female lead and her white love interest that it deteriorated the original message immensely. It's a nice show to pass the time, for sure, but I can assure you I'm not on the edge of my seat waiting for season 2. There were some nice details to the show, I can promise you that. It's not entirely bad. I did enjoy the soundtrack, it had many great choice in artists and songs, and I did like that throughout the show we see Ingrid having much brighter and more colorful wardrobe than the rest of her co-workers, really to show off how she is against this entire group, how she stands out, and it's in a good way. The cinematography was nice to look at, it was good on the eyes, though I don't think it really blew my mind, it was still admittedly good. So I guess that's it for my review. It's time to depart from this headspace and return to planet Earth. Be sure to return for next time by subscribing to keep yourself updated. Have a thought you wanted to enter it into my brain? A topic to rant about? A question to ponder over? Then contact me through the West Side Story website and have a chance to appear on the show. Until then, signing off.